Baby girl, won't you come and hold my hand? Won't you come and chill out with the Virgo? Hey girl, just come and hold my hand. Won't you come and just chill with the Virgo? Sipping on Merlot, you ain't gotta be my girl though. I dropped you off at Willoughby and Merlot. Smash with the Virgo, ain't got to take a shirt off. You see me convince your own girl. Versus just really have me sitting so good at the start of the week on, you know, Sunday night going into Monday, I was just like really encouraged and just feeling good. And then the week happened and it was awful. But yeah, I just wanted to still give them a shout out because that was just really great. It was so positive and it was just like a lot of love and and they're all songs that I love from my childhood, all gospel songs that I love from my childhood. So it was definitely very nostalgic for me to hear, you know, Stomp and all those like goodies that we love from the 90s. So mm-hmm. had to shout them out. Fred Hammond, Kirk Franklin, y'all did that. Y'all tried to. <laughs> <laughs> they, they did a good job. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So what's up, ladies? Well, hello, hello. We have a special guest on our show today. Yes, Rashonda! Yay! <laughs> Rashonda, aka Shine. <laughs> so before we even start the episode, tell us a little bit about yourself. <clears throat> well, <laughs> like you said, my name is Rashonda, but most people call me Shine. Um, that is a childhood nickname that I uh, got from my little sister who... I hated that name for years and years. I rejected it. Um, I just thought it was dumb. And I was like, it's not my name. And uh, finally, like when my 20s came around, for whatever reason, I just started loving it and embracing it. And it's been good ever since. But um, yeah. So like, what do you, you want to know? Uh, well, where are you from? What city? Like, uh, your, sign. your sign. Your sign. Okay. I'm a Virgo. I'm originally from Hartford, Connecticut. Um, and then I lived in Atlanta for about 10 years. And I'm a new, a new small business owner. Um, I have a business called Soul Luxurious, where I sell well, Soul, Luxurious, <laughs> Soul Luxurious Candles, Bath, and um, Candles, Bath, and Beauty. And I sell candles that I make myself at home, 100% soy candles. And I make lip gloss and lip balm and lotion and a whole bunch of other things that will be um, rolling out. But yeah, I'm just trying to, you know, make a way for myself and I kind of needed a break from the whole corporate America scene. And now I'm just kind of trying to do my thing, do something that I love and something that makes other people happy. It's kind of really strange when like people send me their feedback and their pictures and it's like people all over the country that I don't know, like friends of friends. But like these are people that I don't know and they're burning my candles and they're wearing my lip gloss and they're saying how much they love it or how the candle has brought them peace and and like real it's a meal i'm just trying to focus on that right now that is so awesome i love that and i love that you're getting feedback that is positive from people that you don't know i mean it's it's always 
wonderful to know that your friends support you, your friends and family. But when it when the strangers start coming out and you're like, oh my God, you like found out about this through someone else. You're not just like my homie looking out, you know? <laughs> so that definitely is um, commendable. Congratulations. And I look forward to getting my products. I need to get get online, get on the website because <laughs> I love candles. I burn candles all day long. Mm-hmm. Work, just yes. chilling. I love candles. So. I understand that it's more than just candles that she's offering. Like mm-hmm. the bath, like I love how it's just the whole bath and body beauty experience like it's crazy how you know when you take a bath you think about lighting your candle so it's like she's giving you every step from like yeah you know one to a to c right Right. (laughs) like i'm trying to have y'all all all the way relaxed all the way comfortable all the way feeling good and luxurious oh yeah yes i feel like you know there's so much like we work so hard people go through so much people are in school they're working they have kids like that little, that little bit of luxury, you know what I mean? Just that little bit can just help change your whole mood and set a mood for the day or the week. You know, I think it's important. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Oh. So, do you have an icebreaker today? Mm-mm. It's been a rough week. Yes. You know, I, I didn't even attempt to. I'm not even going to. Anything pop culture related because our, we're living in some wild pop culture shit right now. So. <laughs> But I hope that you might have a question. Uh, I mean, um, yeah, we can pick one from the deck. Level one, two, or three. Three. All right, <laughs> let's go. Let's go for it. Can y'all see my skin right now? Like, oh, you're looking good. Skin pop, glowing, and listen. I've been working hard. Okay, I've been doing acid clay mask three times a week for the past two weeks. Like, what? you got the whole natural glow. Just the Aztec clay mask pulled it out for you consistently with the AC times a week. It wasn't like stripping, like to do it so often in the week. Obviously not. Right. I mean, it looks great. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I did some research on it before. And if you have typically dry skin, then yeah. But I have more so combination to oily skin. So, and oiliness, I also am learning, is another form of dehydration as well. Hmm. Skin overcompensating for a lack of water. So Hmm. keep that in mind if you have dry skin. Yeah. I mean, oily skin. Okay. Wow. All right. Well, I'm going to have to try that because I've really been feeling a little sad that I haven't been able to have a mask during this quarantine. Like I've been wanting a face mask or some sort of exfoliating agent, like, cause I've just been on a cleansing, just cleansing, doing the regular routine. But I have seen like, you know, some like, it's, it's a stressful time. Bro. So my body is reacting. The area like, has like, been literally causing me so much strife during this time. <laughs> or if it's just where my body is releasing, whatever. But we have been having a time during quarantine, okay? And I'm really trying to get back. And, you know, and, I, and it's been great because I haven't been wearing makeup. Like, I have the ample time to really focus on taking care of my skin, so I've been trying to do that. But I'm sorry, I, I cut you off. But I, I just caught a glow of my own skin. And I was like, Wait a minute. <laughs> Let's talk about this. Right. Something's working. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the icebreaker is, do you believe everyone has a calling? If so, do you think I found mine? So basically, 
Do I think you found your calling? Right. But the way, because this game is, we're not really strangers. When you ask the question, it's like, you know, directed towards you, but I don't want it to just be about me at this time. So we're going to ask it as, if so, do you think you found yours? Um, Let me just say it again. Do you believe everyone has a calling? If so, do you think you found yours? I'm going to say no. I don't think everybody has a calling because let me actually backpedal that. Like you could be called to do different things, right? Like you could be called to be a supporter of someone else's dreams or something. You know what I mean? Like you could be, you could have the calling of wanting to support others ideas because you agree with their ideas or whatever the case may be so yes maybe everyone does have a calling do i think i found mine no i don't because i feel like i don't know what i'm most passionate about i don't know what one thing is like the thing that gets me up each day like i don't have that type of feeling as far as like any work or hobby that i have so I feel like I have not maybe found my calling, but maybe, yes, everyone does potentially have a calling. Does that make sense? hmm Yeah. And I feel like while I think that I've found my calling, I haven't even delved in, but I have an inkling that I might be, you know, I might have found it. So I'll let you know, you know, <laughs> when I really get into it. <laughs> we'll but, revisit this. <laughs> we'll, re- we'll revisit it. It's just it's crazy though because I I know before I used to um rack my brain just with like what am I passionate about? Like I have to be doing something like you know. And I just yeah, like to- they always say like if you love what you do, you'll never work a day. <laughs> and, <you're> like, <laughs> and then they give you yeah, the I mean, I like my job and everything, but I still be hating this shit too. Right. But then they tell you, you know, oh, if you're not a part of the solution, you're a part of the problem. So then you're also thinking like, what can I give back to the world? Like and melt, like merge the two things together. Absolutely. Right? So. Yeah, I used to like really go crazy thinking about that and then not realizing that, oh, the thing that I think I might be into was really something that I was doing every day anyway. While yeah. I was trying to think of something obscure and mm. like new. Over, yeah, overthinking like, a new it idea. And it was boom right yeah. there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's something to consider. Like, what are the things that I literally do every day that I can pivot on those skills and you know, make that, turn that into something greater than just... I think um, for me, just looking at you is definitely like the power of articulation, you know, being able to really just have the gift of gab and like speak, like, you know, bring words together to really like say some shit and like captivate an audience. Nice. And I do always have an opinion. I feel like I, anything I want to do, I want to be able to a commentator or something. Yeah. yeah, like I just want to give my two cents on everything, everything, I, anything. Yes, and that, that is you. you. Okay. That is yeah. you. Yes, give yeah. your two cents, girl. Yeah. Okay, so, Rebecca, what about you? I think everyone has a calling. I think sometimes God gives us, or the Creator, however you, whoever you believe in whatever higher power you believe in, if you believe in one. I believe that we're given several gifts and it's up to us to choose which one or 
we're going to open and how we're going to use it and how we're going to use that to um, help people around us. I think for me, at the end of the day, whatever I do, I always want to make sure I feel like I'm helping people out um, in some kind of way. Like it doesn't have to be some big dramatic way, you know what I mean? But just feel like I'm kind of contributing something to the world and my people and the people around me and the people that I care about. So when I was working in corporate, I just felt like I was getting up every day and I was like just wasting brain cells for one. I felt like I was just helping rich people get richer. I didn't feel like I was making valuable contribution to the world. And I'm not saying that candles is changing the world, but I mean, literally when you talk to people and they're like, man, I had a shitty day. My day was fucked up and I'm burning your candle right now. I'm chilling. I'm having a glass of wine and like, that like just and you're a direct impact right i know? made that with my right. two hands you know what i'm saying i curated that scent i poured that wax i named that product like i did that and that had a little impact on the next person's day or you know what i mean so yeah so i don't think that i think sometimes when we think about calling it sounds so massive and we get overwhelmed i don't think it has to be as big as we make it so i think that we don't have to look at it on such a large scale because I do believe that we are all valuable. We all have something to give that someone else can benefit from. So, yeah. That was good. Thank you. It was. Okay, well, here we are, Gemini season yet again. Woo! And what a Gemini ass time we're in right now. Oh, man. It's been like this for four years now, you know, like, or about four years. We've been, we've been dealing with the ups and downs of a very turbulent and disturbed man before we get into gemini season shine let us know your thoughts on astrology where are you on the the scale virgo sis don't think i didn't hear that you slipped that in that you're virgo okay (laughs) (laughs) i think our birthdays are a few days like when is your birthday again i'm on the 11th okay i'm the 16th Okay, yeah, but weren't we celebrating your birthday when I was out there? Yep, yes, yep, we were. Yep. <laughs> um, I was I met you. That was like some years ago now, like two years ago. My time doesn't like Zoom, like time flies, man. Right. Um, whether you're having fun or not, it just flies. Okay? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't, I feel like in the past, I never really believed in astrology. I never cared about it. Like I just thought, oh, whatever. And then I started reading some things and I'm like, this shit actually like is describing me. It, it makes some sense. And it's describing people that I know, but I still don't know like enough about it to like, I can't walk around and be like, those Virgos rising. Like I can't, <laughs> like, I can't. like I'm not, I don't, I'm not well versed in it, but I do believe that like it has some truth to it. You know what I mean? I've yeah. read some horoscopes and some things and I'm like, wow. Like, that's so accurate. But then other times I've seen things that are just completely, I feel inaccurate. For um, I have, I'm in a candle group, and um, one of the ladies is making a Zodiac um, line of, yeah. And I like things that smell sweet, or I don't like, and I'm like, I have something that they were saying, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's me. And then there's things that, like, we're worlds apart. And, of course, that's because astrology is just one part of it. Like, the way we're raised and where we live and the things that we see that impact us all shape and mold us into who we are, but I think astrology is um, important as well. Amazing. She yeah. explained the sliding scale. We don't even have to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, that's all that is. I mean, that's what it is. Like, we always say, like, that's why astrology, you know, sometimes with the readings that you see or the descriptive traits, when you see those, it doesn't really hit home or strike you because 
it's a sliding scale. Like everybody, you know, everyone's experiences, their environment absolutely shapes like how they're going to take things. Yeah. Right. And in addition to all the other aspects of astrology that make up who you are, you're not just Virgo. Just like right. I'm a little bit of Gemini, you know, mm-hmm. I got other shit going on and all those things <laughs> add together to make us all unique. So there really is no way to, I mean, yes, there are large generaliza- generalizations we can make about groups of people, but at the end of the day, every single person is truly different <laughs> and respond to things differently. Absolutely. So even me and you, I, and I have other Virgo friends that I just feel like don't do anything that I do. Like <laughs> right. Isaiah is a perfect example. Isaiah is nothing like me. Like I'm the loud, crazy one. He's super quiet and reserved and like very easygoing, very laid back, doesn't get his feathers ruffled hardly ever. Mm. And we're like 10 days apart. So it's just, you know. Yeah. My, my feathers probably stay ruffled. <laughs> like I always, I think that we may have that in common. Like I definitely have an opinion about everything and um, always want to share it. Sometimes I probably shouldn't, but it I just say, it but it. like, like I was doing some reflecting the other day about some things that I, I do or, or have done. And I was just thinking like, wow, sometimes I wish I could just, mind my business but <laughs> it was easier for me to just mind my business you know but that's something that I'm actively working on all the time like I definitely am aware a person who is very self-aware whether or not I'm actively making the changes is another discussion but I am aware of majority of the things that I do and say self-reflection and just being aware like that is so big on my like I don't even know that it's on purpose that I do it but it's definitely a big thing like you said, that doesn't mean that the actions always flow directly from it, but just the reflection and the introspection and just thinking and that's just, that is very prominent. Yeah. All right. Well, today with Gemini season, do we think it's appropriate to cover the Gemini at work, meaning like, you know, the Gemini boss? I guess there's not like a Gemini on politics option. <laughs> Gem- okay. This is like the the most adjacent we're gonna get as far as like. I could Google something that's like Gemini as an activist. Let me see right. if that comes up on Google. I'm just curious, but yeah, let, we can read about the Gemini boss. I'm curious to see if they're microaggressive or not. Okay. Some strengths of the Gemini boss is lively, communicative, interesting. Those were the strengths. Mm-hmm. Weaknesses. I don't know strat- how interesting can be a strength, but. Sounds a little <laughs> odd. Um, <laughs> weaknesses, distracted, superficial, nervous. Oh, that's not a good trait to have in a boss. As nervous, yeah. Uh-uh. I get a little nervous, that nervous people do I know, crazy like, shit. Yeah. I need but, to go back to the strengths because you said interesting and what else? Lively and communicative. Definitely communicative. Communicative is great. That's yeah. good. Even though I, I don't know if that is true of all, of all Gemini, but... Um, Maybe, yeah. But yeah, okay. Now back to the weaknesses. Nervous, dis- superficial, and what else? Distracted. Distracted. Okay, that's what I thought. 
Yeah, those are some pretty terrible, terrible ones. <laughs> those are not good. Yeah, the person <laughs> Right. <clears throat> I think communicative, like when I think about Trump's eyes, for instance, Ugh. he's definitely communicative, even though it's not used in a positive way. No. But he definitely is always just like, regurgitating. Like, just, just talking, just, you know, like just. I don't the mouth. When's his birthday? Ugh, that's so he's just like the most inarticulate, unintelligent. But yeah, the communicative part is very true because whether he's making addresses on camera. June 14th. Oh, right around the corner. Wow. Um, whether he's making comments on um, TV or he's on Twitter with it, he is always trying to communicate something, although it is usually racist, bigoted jargon that makes no sense. No one can ever say that he wasn't speaking on shit because he'd be speaking out. Right. Mm-hmm. You need to practice speaking in. Lively. <laughs> just, 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 just speaking just. in. Lively. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that just tickled me. <laughs> for real, he needs to keep it in and think about it for a minute before he... But I just feel like his capacity, his level of thought is just very... You know what I mean? So it doesn't matter. We're beyond like trying to work it out, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But okay, so what else does it say? The interactive styles, forward, adaptable, logical. Forward, adaptable, lo- that. We can't say that about Trump. I mean, no, maybe no. some others, but we maybe some other Gemini boss, but not, not that one. No. no, there's no logic. There's no no adaptability. He believes what he believes, there's and he can't no see. adaptability. There's no flexibility on any issue. No. And what was not the third one? Logical. Log- no, we heard logical, adaptable, and forward. Forward. This nigga's definitely not it. Yeah, this nigga is definitely regressing the country on a (laughs) major scale. Yeah. Oh, God. Disturbing. So just a little blurb about them. Few Geminis are comfortable giving orders or running an organization day to day. Instead, they enjoy being part of a team and sharing experiences on an equal level. Thus, although they are quite capable of taking on the work involved in being bosses, they are not born leaders and would much prefer to hang back and let things run on their own. Gemini bosses are very good at delegating authority, relying on a few capable employees to oversee the activities of their company. Such individuals are usually well rewarded and given a wide range of responsibilities. However, the Gemini boss likes to make final decisions on all important matters. So sounds like the Gemini doesn't really want to get involved in the day-to-day weeds of the shit. Like they just kind of want to like give all the power to whoever. Yeah, but they still want to be in the mix. Right, right, right. At the end. At the end. Do you have that final? Yeah, Yeah, I want to do it. it Right. Basically the worst person you want on your team. (laughs) Like, like doesn't do any work for the project and then just wants to make sure we get an A or might have all these opinions right before it's time to turn the project in. Vocal as hell, but hasn't really contributed. Yeah. 
Right. And we have to, I mean, I, we're using Trump as our example this, this week because he's just so fucking trash and ruining our lives. But with him, he, in my heart, in my heart of hearts, I feel like he only ran for president to prove that he could win. You know what I mean? Not necessarily that he wanted to leave anything. I mean, if, even if we think about him at, at his own businesses, he's not running the day to day. He's a he's a face. He's a spokesperson. Yeah. Salesman. Yep. He's a figurehead. He is someone who is invited to the board meetings, but after the meeting is done, they're having executive sessions without him, period, point blank. Like, he yeah. is not the person who is coming up with the ideas, who is encouraging his teammates to do whatever the work is that needs to be done, and he is not leading our country very well. And he's actually not taking the, the guidance and counsel of those on his team either. He's gone yeah. completely rogue. He's, he's maniacal at this point, but I mean, I definitely feel like he has exhibited throughout his whole career that he is not a natural born leader and that's not even something that he wants or has, or historically has strived for. He just wants to be popular. I agree. I actually think that when he ran, I think that he didn't think that he would actually win and have to be president. You know I, what I mean? I think his ass didn't think they was going to the White House because sis is distraught. <laughs> right. Um, he is the worst. I feel like if he comes to make a speech, they have to make another speech to counter his speech to actually get morale to where it needs to be or whatever because he, he just, he's not, he's not a natural born, born leader. He doesn't think logically. He leaves me speechless. And I'm not a person that's speechless very often. Yeah, because it's no words, it's no words to describe what we're experiencing right now because we've never had someone in the public eye in this way since, you know, I'm talking about post emancipation proclamation. There was never anyone on the forefront who was willing to say the things that they were really feeling. I mean, we know that they've been racist all along, but they, they feel it. They just haven't been saying it. Right. They've never been saying it like this. So now we're, we're tasked with the issue of not only trying to, get rid of this person but deal with the face on attacks that we're getting on a daily basis like that is just I mean we're getting way off of Gemini but I'm just I'm just thinking about the fact that we literally not only have to worry about getting rid of this person but also just dealing with our own emotions and feelings about what it's like to be demeaned on a daily basis by someone who is in such a power powerful position and i have to i have to think about people who have had dictators like this is the same type of you know same experiences that, that, that they've been having we are new to this so we we have to check our own privilege about the fact that we're like oh this is the worst the worst experience ever it's like genocides aren't new Dictators aren't new. Maniacal leaders are not new. Like that, censorship is not new, right? But it's just something that Americans have not had to see on that level because we've always been de democratic, and all, and they they put this facade on that this is for everyone, and did their dirty work behind the scenes. We just never had somebody doing the dirty work here on Twitter for all of us to share and retweet, right? So yeah, Gemini leader, listen, um, listen to all you Gemini bosses out here. <laughs> Don't be like Donald Trump. <laughs>
Yeah. The thing about him, you know, we have to <laughs> elect him out. We have to vote him out. But like other like bosses that have some of those traits, like how would you even deal with like yeah, that's a great point. how would you deal with that? You know what I mean? Like how do you go to work and have a productive day when you have someone that's so destructive and so do you know what I mean? Like how would you even deal with that in the course of a work day? Coming back every single day, getting your job done. Like that would be a right. nightmare. Someone who doesn't want is not willing to think logically, even if you express yourself and you articulate what the issue is and why whatever they're trying to do is not working, but because they're nervous, which which causes you to, you know, act a certain way, and they also just don't have the simple logic to get the job done, that's got to be extremely frustrating. And on top of that, they always want to be right, and they always want to have the final say. Mm. So, like, how do you even, even if they're surrounded by intelligent, thoughtful people that are action-oriented, like, you can't even get anything done, because at the end of the day, what this person wants is what is actually what happens. Like, mm. that's so counterproductive. Like, yeah. I can't even imagine. Yeah. Dang. Kanye West out here being a leader to his people, too. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I need to check my boss's sign. I don't think she has a June. She doesn't have a June birthday, but I wonder where her sign is. I guess I never paid it much thought. But since we've been doing this, Shana, the Gemini, the certain signs in a workplace, um, I've definitely been looking at my coworkers. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> 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 what y'all like, like, who are you yeah, yeah, like, it's, crazy. it's crazy because like one of my i think my one of my bosses is a fucking leo which is like the opposite of me mm-hmm. like why <laughs> was i dealt the cards that i've been dealt right <laughs> i didn't ask for that but mm-hmm. yeah it's crazy all right well you want to keep moving yes i do that's all for sign language all right, now it's time for Cozy New Yeah, so I did not, um, as I was telling Shana earlier, I did not prepare any pop culture hot takes because I feel like reality is bigger and crazier than reality TV right now. So I feel like even though our platform is small and it's, personal on a a lot of levels I still feel like we should be using our platform and our voices to say how we're really feeling and share with each other be there for each other I mean I know I haven't really talked to Shayna much about how she's feeling at all LA has been crazy so I definitely just want to like touch in with you guys and just share and debrief and yeah just be here for one another. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess, well, Rashonda, I can answer your question now that you had asked before we started. You asked how things have been here in Pittsburgh. And just to preface that before I go on, if you just can't even fathom what I could be talking about, <laughs> I'm talking about the long overdue disruption that the Black community has been leading as we combat the ever-present systematic racism in our country um, after the brutal murder of George Floyd, who is just 
a knock in the bell of many, 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 many other people who have been killed by police in this country. There has been like a really, really, really loud outcry. There have been countless protests across the country, state to state, evidently, and I hope that this is true. Every single state has participated in some form of protest, big or small. Mm -hmm. Um, There has been rioting on a large scale. There has been looting on a large scale. And even that conversation alone has been extremely divisive and distracting. And the bigger point of all of this, which is simply demanding our things, like literally the things that we deserve and want and need, which is our life. As simple as that. I mean, asking for our life, our own lives. So that's what I'm talking about. And I'm here in Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh has been... She's been busy. I mean, a lot of things are happening. I'm in the arts community here. And, you know, it was very eye-opening for us because Pittsburgh, and I'm going to say this, I say this comfortably, I work in a Black organization. I have a very supportive president and CEO, thankfully, gratefully. But the Pittsburgh art scene did not show up and show out. Okay, they were very quiet. They were very hesitant. And when we approached them on it, they were like, what do you mean? You know what I mean? It was kind of like a thing of like, obviously, we're not racist. You know, that that was kind of the response that we were getting from a lot of these groups. And even as far as to say, some organizations here in Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Zoo, said that they didn't want no parts that, you know, they're going to stay in their animal lane and, and mind their business. But at this point, we have a moment where we're, we really have to utilize the platform that we have. And if you ever in your heart felt that racism was wrong, you have to say it because that's the only way that we're going to be able to use this moment in time and actually do something with it. How many times have there been riots and protests and nothing happens? Like. Yeah. Right. And you know, you know, it's real when you've got people around the world fighting for us right now, protesting in their countries. And But we've been here before. We've definitely had people around the world standing up in support and protesting, but it's still a different energy. It hasn't been this large scale. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think, you know, there have been countless, like you said, countless of black people um, that have died at the hands of police. And like, yeah, we want our humanity, you know what I mean? We want to be respected, but at the end of the day also, if there is a suspect who happens to actually be a criminal, they still have the right to live. You know what I mean? They need to be apprehended, taken to jail, and live to see their day in court. Yes. We saw his day in court, the Aurora, Colorado movie theater dude that shot up the theater, he saw his day in court. We are arrested. The man who, uh, Dylan Roof, Dylan Roof in the court, um, the young man here who bombed a synagogue in Pittsburgh, like, yeah. so many white people, they have, they live to make it to the jailhouse and make after, it to the house. After committing violent, heinous, murderous crimes, when we're just suspected of selling loose cigarettes or writing a bad check or having a counterfeit $20 bill, it is not the police's job to be judge, jury, and executioner. I don't care, like, if a lot of these people, what they did, they need to be alive. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like the thing with me, that's, that is, the hard part is, people keep saying, oh, they need to be trained better. And I feel like they're being trained, they, they're doing what they're being trained to do. They have two separate training books. I feel like they have a, 
a way that they're taught to deal with white America, and then they have a way that they're taught to deal with black people, poor people, gay people, homeless people, and mentally unstable people. I feel like they don't have any tolerance or compassion for these people because they can't relate to these people and they don't see them as human. Whereas white people, they give them all the benefit of the doubt each and every time. Yeah, just slaughtered 20 people, but I'm still going to be gentle with you and I'm still going to do my best to de-escalate the situation. I'm going to, sir, and ma'am you to death. Sir, I don't want to hurt you. Ma'am, I don't want to hurt you. Us, they get there two seconds later and boom, we're dead. They have no compassion. And I don't think that that's a few bad apples and I don't think that it's poor training. I think that they recruit the type of cops that they know are going to enact this type of behavior on our communities. That's my thought. And my sister actually pointed out to me something called implicit bias, which I really didn't know much about until she was explaining it to me, but we all have it. It's it's just unconscious things that happen, or you see something and you unconsciously respond in a certain way that is stereotypical that is you know like you see a Asian woman and you say oh she can't drive like I don't know like you just it's something it's something that's like ingrained in you that you don't even realize you're doing but you do it all the time there are actual tests that you can take to see what your biases are right so police while yes I think that there are things that they are trained to do that's just point blank wrong about the training. I do think that in the psychological training that they have to go through, they need to be tested for their implicit bias because if you're triggering a lot of stuff for how you're responding to black and brown people, you don't need to be on the force. We can see clearly how your brain, they can actually connect little those little sticky things to your brain, watch how your brain trigger functions to seeing certain images. Like this is something that that exists this is technology that is real and exists and the people that need to be getting this are the fucking cops right but they aren't doctors are people who are in public service that interact with all people equally period yeah but this system wasn't built to protect us or uplift us and i think that you know it's really intentional like we a lot of times we think of it as accidental or coincidental but i think it's 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 deeper than that you know what i mean i think we need a complete overhaul um and i don't know how maybe these actions that are taking place will get us closer to that but um it's just not accidental i mean when you have a cop in new york and then one in la and then one in pittsburgh and one in minnesota minnesota and one in just all over and they're all doing the same types of things that's not by coincidence you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and when the reaction from their um higher ups is always, oh, they acted within the guidelines of their training. They're telling us in our face yeah. that this is their tra- how they're trained to handle with these people. So, you know, I don't know how we get to that point where we overhaul and revamp, but it has to be done. And I hope that this stuff is getting us closer to that point. What have y'all been seeing in LA going on? Like, what? Are, how are companies responding? How are the people responding? How are the police responding? I, I personally tuned in to some of the clips of the um, commissioner's town hall meeting that they had earlier this week. That was wide fucking open. <laughs> but with in LA, like one, I'm I'm trying to figure out where I want to start because it's just like there's <laughs> so, much. so much. There's like so much information. Start with your job, like. 
Because your, your job is a huge... My job is a huge company, and they're going to do whatever they need to do to save face, period. So they've definitely been releasing all of the things, all of the outreach from colleagues, you know, all of managers, all of the conversations. Like, even before this, like, hit, like you know, reached ahead, we already had a conversation amongst our African descent community group about the dangers of being black in America, which was an open forum for, you know, people of color to really just say, well, black people and anyone to like talk about, you know, how they just have to deal with like these disparities on a daily basis. And there were some white people on that call that would speak up. Like I said, those conversations were had before this happened. And then when this happened, we had another open forum. My job has like about like 7,000 people in like both um, LA and West LA, like a little over 7,000 um, associates and 400 people showed up to that call, which is more than anything for um, the African like community group, because usually it's just us mm -hmm. on the call. And um, it was really just like a raw conversation where people were just sharing their stories about how, you know, things that they dealt with from being pulled over by the police. Um, and this, there was a disclaimer before this, before this call even went out that was saying like, we're not asking for leadership, commentating right now. Like you're just kind of like <laughs> here yeah. to listen. listen. Like this is not about you like coming in to say how you feel. And then, so yeah, you know, there's been like a lot of conversations and like, you know, people really being raw, crying, like just really like wearing their hearts on their sleeves. And like, on the one hand, I was like, you know, this is great. Like the conversation is being had. Then on the other hand, I'm like, these white people are here to kind of like spectate and just see, like oh, us display see our pain. Yes. Just display our pain like that. And it's like, you know, who knows if they're genuine hearted or not? Like, it's, you just don't know, you know what I mean? So I'm very personal in that regard i didn't say shit on that big call we were promised that these hard conversations would take place before this even you know happened like and it's just crazy that it took the, all this to finally be like all right let's have a an open forum about it so that happened conversation with my team which is even more intimate and it's like there's two black people on the team everybody else is white or hispanic and i quote hispanic because so it felt crazy on that call because here I am like you know people were talking and they're looking to us to share our experiences or say how we feel and they're all just sitting there like, it's, like it's just hard. Feel, it's mixed it, feelings. It's mixed feelings because here you've been, we've been waiting for this opportunity for so long to be able to talk about this. Like, and now we're breaking barriers where we're having these conversations in the workplace amongst white people, even though it's uncomfortable. And like, that's what I share with them. I'm like, I told them, I'm like, hey, this is definitely an uncomfortable situation, but I think that it, it needs to happen. And, you know, I'm glad that we have the platform to talk about it. But again, like. So somebody was breaking it down. Somebody was breaking it down for me because I also have been like, even though my, my organization is um, all black, we are in a consortium with other arts organizations that are all white. So I'm still in meetings that I'm the only black person in. And yeah, it's definitely been extremely um, 
uncomfortable and I've been struggling as someone who I consider myself to be very vocal (laughs) to be able to say my opinion in any case but I've really been struggling with articulating my emotions about this with these white colleagues who probably need to hear it most and I was talking to my coworker because my coworker has been just so inspirational to me like literally calling people to the carpet in front of their face in these zoom calls like calling them on their shit making demands telling them that the x y and z is not good enough and i was just telling her that i was kind of frustrated and upset with myself that i what that i was struggling that i was having a hard time like really speaking up and saying like you're being such an asshole. You're being, you're being, you're being condescending right now. You're, you know, like just calling them on even some of the comments that they're making. And they're like, Oh, we can see that we got a lot of work to do. Like, I mean, just certain things that just like trigger you and I'm having trouble articulating why that is upsetting me. And she was like, you can't beat yourself up about it because there are a lot of responses that happen when you're dealing with trauma. I mean, the top three that we hear are fight, flight, and freeze. And all of those things are acceptable when you're responding to trauma that has been, and PTSD, because we've all experienced microaggressions for years and years and years and years, and that wears and tears on you. So basically she was just telling me that, it is okay to feel uncomfortable and it's okay to not need to be the spokesperson for the black whole, the whole race in in your white spaces. Like that's not our responsibility. And I feel like a lot of white people, like white friends, white that's how they're looking at you. Like that's how they look at, that's how they're looking at you. And to be honest, I've been having a lot of anger in my heart for that because for me, on a personal level, I don't got to deal with that shit. I don't have white friends, thankfully. Like, for me, I don't have to deal with that, like, you know, but I have white coworker friends, like, friends that I've made in that space, and crazy enough, most of them have reached out. Most of them have reached out to, like, just check on me, see what's going on, not even asking how are you, because, you know, like, that's a silly question that's to a ask. Hole. Like, but I'm I mean, just here for you when you need I've, you know, seen them actively posting on social media without like, you know, anything else. So that, that's actually been going out, actually going right. out. And that's been cool. Cause you know, as far as work friends go, I don't really see those as like, you know, your personal, like those don't always transition over to your personal Absolutely life. Not. Right. But it's nice to see that they were reaching out in that way. But aside from them, um, you know, for my friends who do have a lot of white friends, I've been very frustrated to hear that they've been like stressed out having these really tough conversations with people that one, you know, maybe they thought that it was just going to be like, I'm going to educate you and you're not going to argue with me on it. But pushback. there's been pushback from some of their white friends where they're saying ignorant things and things that just don't make sense. And they're like stressed out. And I'm looking at them like, yo, why are you even, you know, you need to let them know that it is up to them to like do the work, send the links of whatever you need to do or give like templates that have been floating around, you know, like there's been a lot of helpful resources so they could like get together for their group. But I'm, my thing is us as a black family, we're busy. We have things to do and work on for ourselves. And now I feel like it's a distraction and we're held back because now we got to help y'all catch up. Yeah. And also we've been telling y'all this shit for how long? Like that's why I think I have such a a hard time with it. Like I'm like I'm so sad that George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and they had to lose their lives for it to get to this extent. 
like if this were a regular conversation and I've been telling you like you've been telling me you don't feel good and I'm telling you I've done the research and I know this medicine is what works for you and I've told you 10 times and then Sydney tells you and then you're like oh I get it now and I'm like well, bitch, I've been telling you yeah. like that's how I feel when right. I get it now and I understand what you're going through I, it, it it I mean I on one hand it's like I respect <laughs> that. when Eric Garner got killed we went through this when um Crawford, Tamir Rice, Tatiana, Tatiana Jefferson, mm-hmm. Kareem Gaines. Like, I mean, main names all day. Right. So right. It, it, it's hurtful to me that it took all that for you to finally say, you know what, they do deserve our sincere support mm-hmm. and for us to speak out. And and I don't know that now if it's one hundred percent genuine or if it's because so many other people are doing it. They feel it and they've been seeing, like people are so consumed in social media that they see that silence is violence, like silence yes. is compliance. So and they, they don't want to lose this black and brown dollar too, like right. these companies. Yeah. So trying to save face or they're like, you know, saying these the things like I've seen your tweets, Sydney, like earlier this week, like you can miss me with the I stand in solidarity <laughs> with you like there's been so much of that going on and another statement that i can be missed with is like i understand that you know now i know that you got to be more than like not racist you got to be anti-racist like shut like oh this is it's like like they're sharing a freaking you know book of like things that like stop you know phrases that they could say to these you know like what's going on and it's it's really ridiculous i'm like I'm having a really tough time finding what's going on, like genuine, like the responses. It always comes back to us carrying the burden. It always comes back to that. But I wanted to say something about like the whole corporate response. I feel like when we have these conversations, they need to be had and they need to be made uncomfortable because when they're made uncomfortable, then that's when they start actually thinking. But on the other hand, I hate the fact that when we tell our stories, now you understand because we're a certain type of black person. We're the type of black person that gets up and comes to work with you every day. So we must be good, but it doesn't matter. Like I was watching an um, uh, interracial family, a black, a white dad and a black mom try to explain to their interracial, uh, their biracial twins what's going on right now. And they literally showed them the George Floyd video. They literally showed them um, the Amar Arbery video because they wanted it to be real for them. And the, the the white dad, I felt like he was over talking the black mom. He was doing too much talking for me. I felt like he kept saying, you know, they're like Dada. They're they're good people. They go to work every day. They have two kids, but it doesn't it doesn't matter. matter. The point is, it doesn't matter. Everybody like it's, it's, it's like they try to excuse it when, but that's not that, that means we're not learning the lesson. If we're yeah. only having respect for understanding or compassion for the good Negro, that means we have we're not we're not getting the big picture. Yeah, I think that that's a good point to be made because not only are we fighting against the police, not only are we fighting against regular, regular white people that are racist, not only are we fighting against a, a government that is set up to fucking tear us down, we're also fighting against the media, right? Because the media has made a point to say uh, he has a history of drug problems, he has this, he has that, he did this, the, the police were called on him, da 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 we have to combat all of that and clear all of that out and say, what does that have to do with the fact that he was killed before? With his hands behind his back while complying. You know what I mean? What part does that actually play as a part of the story? Yes, okay, it's a fact, maybe. I don't know the facts. It's a fact that he 
was on cocaine, okay? Yes, whatever. And, and but, the fact is, it doesn't but, matter. He should die? Like, we, we can't we can't let the other stuff clutter us. And a lot of people do get caught up in the distractions. I don't blame them. You're bombarded with a bunch of stuff that is irrelevant, right? You get all, you get inundated with information about a certain thing, but you have to really do the work to say at the end of the day, if I'm drunk, if I'm high, if I'm acting crazy in the street, do I need to die today because of this? Like, it's and the thing with a lot of people that say they understand and they say they're on our side, they're not. What they think is, even when they see these facts come out, they feel like maybe he didn't do this particular thing, but maybe he died because he's done that or he would have done that in the future. Like, they, they, they reason. Qualifiers. Always looking for qualifying information. Justify it. And it's, the point is, it's never justified. And again, it, you know, like I said, it really hurts because all these people, all the names that we've named, have all been nonviolent offensive, have all, all nonviolent offenses have all been unarmed people. So even like a couple of these cases have been situations sleeping. where like in a, in sleeping in their beds or like um, a person with mental illness, you know, they're having an episode and their family members out of desperation calls the police for help. Police get there and shoot them dead. There's a case of that, you know, a couple like any like wellness checks. A lot of times wellness checks go wrong. There's yeah. a Native American woman right now who hurt, she's dead. There was some kind of wellness. I don't know the facts, so I don't want to speak too much on it, but it's just, it happens so much. You know what I mean? I remember there was a guy who. Yeah, these kids that be shooting up the schools. Right, they. Playing 50 fucking classmates. Yep. Are mentally unstable and have to be handled with care. But our mentally unstable people need to be eliminated, okay? They need to just not even be here no more. Like, it's just. It's just the gravity of it is so, so, so crazy. So, um, I don't know. Well, I don't have the answers. I don't think any of us here do, but I do want to just say what we, we can't, we can't solve racism. We can't solve this. We can we there's things that we can do amongst our community to educate ourselves and to do certain things, but we can't solve racism. So that, that, that burden is not on us yeah. and it's, the burden is on us to make them do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On a, on a state and local level, though, that's actually what I was going to say before when I, like, paused for dumb long and was trying to think like, <laughs> to start. Um, the curfews, you know, like, being, like, introduced to new shit that, like, was never a thing in the state. 6 p.m. You know yeah, I mean? Our curfew was 6 p.m. 6, 6 p.m. And some people, 4 p.m. in Monica, that was your curfew. 4 p.m., 1 p.m., like, West L.A., the curfew was early, so we were seeing some really crazy shit. Military and all this is on top of everybody being home after all this time with coronavirus. So right. people are restless. After all these states told us that wide mandated curfews couldn't be done, that we couldn't lock people in their houses, we couldn't do that. All the things that we don't care about that the stores are getting shattered, that the vandalism is happening, that the people are out in the streets. Oh, now, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you can bit, they're, they're showing us who, they're, who they really are, and it's like they're just wanting to... Like, and what kind of world we could live right, in. What, what kind of world we could live in. Can you really? imagine living like... like uh, could you imagine... Like, you see all these movies on TVs, like these futuristic, like dystopian-type movies, and it's like like the Hunger Games and all these things. Could you imagine? Like, it's showing us that we could live like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it crazy. Like How national martial law, law is real. Law. will be enforced, okay? And the National Guard out in the streets, like, looking literally like a war zone in some places. is crazy. I That's saw like- some videos in Atlanta. I know y'all saw the one video of them pulling those young 
the yeah, car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they in Atlanta, I saw some other just somebody. One one of my followers just recorded from their apartment them chasing after these protesters and throwing them down to the ground and dragging them to the paddy wagons because they were out after curfew. I'm like, the law shit is fucking real, and they will implement that shit to suppress us. And, and they- I thought the crazy shit about like I, I seen a video on Twitter this morning of you know this guy who was. In DC, I think standing, you know, protesting. No, like a oh. young, a young, you know, soldier. Like he was out there, and you know, um, with them, like with martial law or whatever. However, he was saying, you know, I'm black, and that's I'm what proud. I was gonna get to. That's he what I was gonna say. Get to. Like, you know, and, it, and and can you imagine being in that position? You are a, uh, you're in the military, and you're called out. You're in the National Guard or whatever, and you're called out to basically fight against a cause that you believe in right and see your people because your see first your amendment and your is co-workers. like very limited you have this much of your rights i almost cried when i saw it like he happened to whisper it too he was like, whispering. He just say i'm black and i'm proud he, hey. he, he didn't say, say george floyd he said all those things under like you could see him saying it and his mouth was just moving just i wonder if he's gonna face any consequences yeah, for that because i remember when the, the kiki palmer video when she was asking them to march with with them and people were their comment was that it's against the law for them to do that they right. they can't do that right. and um i just wonder if that brother that was in that position in saying what he was saying it's been recorded and we've all seen it so i wonder if he's gonna re- face any um yeah. consequences well, he, i saw on this morning that he himself reposted it so if he is gonna get in trouble he's willing to stand up in it you know right. what I mean? and shout out to those brave souls who are you know what i mean because yeah. it's crazy because I, I was seeing you know reading the comments of course and like you know people were saying most of these guys that like sign up for the military and shit like that they're told you know that they're, they're gonna have a better life and things like that and they don't know all of the shit in the contract they don't know that they're giving up their rights they're like basically signing themselves over to the government to right. be you know whatever the government needs them to be so it's just like really crazy that shit seeing that i was just like wow yeah and it's so crazy out here but i do want to put this you know we're not solving the issue here on the podcast but i do kind of want to put a button in it and just ask are you taking any self-care measures if so what what are they and if you're not do you want to (laughs) i'm looking i'm looking i'm looking for therapy you know like i had uh one therapist but it's tough because she's not black so at this time that's what you need most right but like how how frustrating is it that all the therapists are booked they're not taking new clients i'm like yo like we gotta do better like this is these are the things that i'm like paying close attention to because as soon as i become you know certified licensed i'm like what's up like why why people too shana like Mm -hmm. therapists are people too they have to take their time sometimes too that we have to consider you know, I'm not taking no new clients because I have 20 patients that if I take on any more clients, there's no way that I can function with that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but like, there has to be a way, you yeah. know, like we need more, we need more black therapists. We need more black therapists. Yeah. Yes. We need more people 
black therapists. We need definitely need y'all, Shayna. I'm get- on my way. I'm on my way. You know, <laughs> but like and get your shit together. Right. Absolutely. For me, I think one measure of self-care is, so the other day I was telling Shayna, I woke up, you know how you wake up in the morning, you're not ready to get out of the bed, you're just kind of just lingering there and you're scrolling through social media. Um, and I was doing that and I saw a video of this woman, I don't know, I think she might have been, I don't know if she was Hispanic or light-skinned or whatever, I don't know what, but she was a person of color and the, the there were like three, four um, white police officers like trying to arrest her, she was resisting. And they were just so forceful and so aggressive with her. Anyways, the whole video just escalated. And I mean, it was, it was just a, a lot. And I just, the, like the cry that came from my body, I almost didn't even recognize it. Do you know what I mean? Like, huh? it was so overwhelming just seeing that, that footage. And I just had to kind of unplug for the whole day. Like, I didn't even get out of bed until like midday to shower and then literally got back in the bed. Like, that's how emotionally drained I was from seeing all this over and over and over again. And then also just thinking about my own personal accounts with the account with the police, you know what I mean? And how maybe that could have been me. Do you know what I mean? So sometimes I think it's just important to um, unplug for a little while and just not even look at it all. And just, I think we're allowed to do that. We have the right to do that. And then, you know, get back involved when we're, when we feel, I feel like the unplug is really necessary because there was just the point where this, this week was crazy. Like my, subconscious was just all in it so even my dream state this is where i'm at you know like i'm that's what i'm doing while i'm sleep like so it's not even a good night's rest and then i'm like showing up to work and you know surely i could have just like taken the time but i didn't until friday or a little before that like where we had the same conversation and it was just like you know take like take the time if you need like you know and i'm like on that note asap Friday, Monday, like, I'll be, I'll be out for sure. Like, and then also not realizing, like, I'm still getting messages because I didn't sign out. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this thing here. And then I'm signing out completely. Like, right. Mm -hmm. But it starts, it's like a crazy thing because now I'm like asking myself, well, why didn't I say I'm out today? Mm -hmm. You know, like, could have just been that simple. Yeah. We all need to unplug for as long as we need to do. What have you been doing, Sydney? I definitely unplugged um, like a day. I mean, I'm kind of addicted to social media, but I did turn I think off- most of us are. Yeah. For a day, because um, mm. I was getting a lot of, I was just seeing a lot of like graphic videos. And then I just got triggered by this clip of Radio Rahim and Do The Right Thing getting killed. And I was just like, this is just all feeling too real. Like It's feeling more so like Bill Nunn than Radio Rahim right now. And I'm just having trouble with that. So I just definitely um, have unplugged. And I've also been trying to like, still support like black artists and stuff like that so like our podcast i posted like some other my favorite singer she did something so i reposted that like just kind of not have my social media because while i don't want to see you in your bikini throwback thursday from miami or whatever like i don't always want to see just like protest footage and 
you know, whatever. Like, I want to see black stuff, but I want to see more stuff than just, like, horrific things. Or That's right, too. Because I know for me, I haven't been wanting to, like, I'm like, do I post, like, my new stuff that, like, this lotion that I just made that's about to come out? Like, it feels weird to it's just, seen, like... But then it's, like, I'm, weird because it's, like, we're shouting out black-owned businesses I, right yeah. now. That's, that's the way I'm looking at it now because it's, like, yeah, I'm looking at it is... Like I'm looking at how I can how I could like get that black in every aspect of my life right now. Like mm-hmm. how can I, I do that? The other thing I was gonna mention that I would did self care. I bought two prints yesterday by this black woman artist. Mm-hmm. I could put some like something beautiful up on my walls. You know, like stuff like that. I've been trying to just like do something positive I donated money which I feel like was a form of self-care because I felt like even though I may not be outside in the streets protesting I'm still doing something small that I can at least do something you know right. I, I definitely I signed some petitions I called tried calling busy a couple busy, numbers busy, busy, busy. busy non-stop yeah. Also getting like bounce backs though from emails like maybe it, it was a high volume of emails yeah. but trying to send that I've like, you know, really got this, you know, idea of, to be honest, for myself, I never really took part in the um, state and local votes because those pamphlets that they send could be fucking draining and overload, but that's, they do that on purpose. And it's just crazy because the numbers are, uh, like Obama said, they're like, oh, so now I'm trying to figure out a way to simplify that, like when these state and local votes come out. Perhaps it could be something where it's like a heads up to the people that I know, like whether it's, uh, you know, social media or we have a little local town hall for, um, you know, folks of like our age or like anyone who wants to join. But it's going to be targeted towards this like generation and age group, because I feel like a lot of people have the same opinion as far as those booklets go and what's on it. And we just need a more simplified version and plan ahead of time instead of waiting a week before where you're like perhaps on Google right. trying to look up information and it's like, like so this much, person, what do they stand for? Right. Yeah. And it's so much information. So maybe if it could just have everybody you know not like running all the candidates. And follow more them. follow more politicians and young politicians and black politicians. I think that'll help too because a lot of times they're keeping you in the loop of candidates and what their platforms are and what they That's actually hard, That's hard. Like I <laughs> Who are the who are the black politicians? Yeah, who are they? I'm fortunate enough to have friends that work in the political space. That's what you really need. You need somebody who is in the room and can help inform you, and that way you can help inform others. I mean, for me, I'm gonna be I'm gonna keep it a buck. Reading this stuff on my own, doing this independent research is hard work, and I'm not the first one to be saying I'm doing it. Okay, like that's why I'm going yeah. on their pages. Like, what y'all say? Right. I trust your judgment because you've been doing like, these, because you've been doing this work right. in the community. So, what you say? Because I don't know. On that, it you is, need to be following people like Kamala. You know what I mean? Right. People in California that really can let you know who is doing what mm-hmm. in California, and then you can act accordingly. But I definitely think that the voting. I don't want to. I don't want people to get distracted from the voting thing because. That, I mean, it's just crazy that all this is popping off right here at primary time. It's like a good and a bad thing because, you know, a lot of people have been feeling like the vote 
is a cop-out. You know what I mean? Not uh, A cop-out might be the wrong word, but basically they just feel like the voting thing is just like some metaphorical thing that like we don't know what happens with our vote. I we feel like that, but I still go do it. I feel like that I feel too, exactly like but that, but I, I go do, do it. it. I, I, and it People I, are like, I feel like that and I ain't going to do don't it. Don't go do it. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, that's the crazy thing because I, I, what I did was I started looking up, okay, when's the next vote? in Cali, right? Yeah. It's July 21st. And they're, you know, changing out a city councilman because, you know, he was doing some crazy shit. I think his name is Abraham Cruz or whatever. And it was crazy because I'm like, oh, okay, well, who are the nominees? You know, let me check yeah. out who the nominees are. Bitch, there's only one. <laughs> so he's the only one who's gonna win. And it's like annoying because it's like, well, why vote? You know, not why vote? Because yeah. you know he's gonna get it automatically. But secondly, it's like um, I didn't even know that was a thing. Like, that was a thing, right? You know, like you, but there's on the website. Suppose, but you know, you could have gone in if you were well versed in the topic and you knew someone else who could actually run. You could have opposed that and say, "No, actually, I know so and so, and I would like to." Nominate. That's how those city things work. Like, you don't have to go to school to become a city councilman. Like, you, anyone can do some of those city like some of those city positions you could really if you have a a good point you could really make a a name for yourself against the person and just it was just crazy seeing that one candidate and like just being like wow so that's that's the win like this is what happens like when you don't you know you don't don't have the full community that's like taking part yeah taking part in the it's crazy so one person that i follow she i don't know if she's on this is on instagram on facebook i don't but her name is Jasmine Kanick. She's a, um, a journalist and a political and social issue comment, uh, commentator. And I've been following her for a few years and she's super really vocal about like Black Lives Matter and also educating on like political issues and given like as it gets closer to like time to vote, like a lot of information on candidates and resources so you can kind of like skim through and see what's what. So um, she's someone that I would follow. Sometimes it feels hopeless, but we still got to go through the motions. Um, it, we, it takes us in numbers to get these things done. And sometimes even if you don't 100% agree that this is the method, we still need to show up in solidarity so that we can get the bigger pic- picture accomplished. Mm-hmm. I agree. That's my whole thing. I feel like the reason that we haven't seen the same results is with Martin Luther King or Malcolm X is because even though those results in retrospect were just a drop in the bucket, but but they did. They were a lot because, because everybody just got in line. You know what I mean? It's like it's like six in one hand and half a dozen in the other. Bro, they was out there marching for 30, 40 miles in church shoes and slacks and, <laughs> and gloves and shit. Like they was down. Like they didn't like. There's no one who we have allowed to step into that leadership role for us to follow either. You know what I mean? It's well, not there's been no one who has stepped up. It's not that we haven't let them. There's been no one that. <laughs> I don't know if I agree. I feel like there are a lot of people who would want to be leader, but who we're going to actually take to and who we're going to listen to. Leaders don't want to be leaders. They just lead. Do you know what I mean? So, and we have to also, another perspective is the work of um, Dr. King and like that shit wasn't no two-week protest it wasn't a three-week or four you know what I mean it was months of 
making major sacrifices. And one thing about black people right now, we're too comfortable. And we're, we have all the creature comforts. We have money. We can vacation. We can go anywhere we want to go in the world. Like we don't, a lot, of, a lot of us think we are free because we can do those things. And therefore, when it's time to make a major sacrifice, we're not trying to do it. And that's the problem. Yeah. That's the thing. I'm like, people, this, this what's happening right now. That's what I keep asking myself. Like, what, what now? Like, what are we doing to act? Like, I get it. Like, I see what's happening. Like, we, we know the problem. We've been new the problem. But get some change going. Yeah. It's a lot of resources out there now. And we don't have any excuse to not it's like my it's crazy big because you know I, I heard a quote about like we are our grandparents wildest dreams like my grandparents i haven't even talked to them about me having conversations about racism with my job yet because they can't even not because i like don't feel like it but and they haven't asked about it either because they can't fathom the thought that you your job would care about this yeah yeah but right the same as we are our ancestors wildest dreams so it's like the people that literally died on the front lines mm-hmm. fighting for us to have what we do have now. Like, can you imagine like if they saw us today, the things that we are able to do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, but we still have so much further to go. So yeah. much further to go. And I, I kind of think it's disrespectful when people um, post like, I'm not our ancestors. A lot of us are punk asses and we need the strength of our ancestors. Of our ancestors. A lot of the stuff that we're going through now, we wouldn't have been able to stomach back then a lot of people wouldn't have been able to not ride the bus for 30 40 50 days and carpool and walk 100 miles to another city and the hot like so no we aren't our our ancestors we're not as strong you know what i mean we have strength but we don't have the it's different you know what i mean so i think that we need to stop saying we're not see i definitely hadn't heard that point because i definitely was seeing it from the other space of We'll fight, you know what I mean? By comparison, we'll we'll become violent. We'll display the same violence okay. that you'll display on us because because we we still have a little bit more we're not getting dogs sicked on us, you know what I mean? Like we're not we're not we don't have the same violence back to combat as as they did then. But I definitely like your perspective in the sense that, yeah, they're way stronger than us. I mean, I, I always go back to the bus boycott and the fact that we can never organize something like that because everyone's going to be like, no, yeah. I'm taking a bus, so I ain't carpooling. Hey, hey, I got a bed. Exactly. That's how I'm feeling about, that's boy. how I'm feeling about the economic boycott, though. Like, because, how many people are really going to be well, on Well, I know I'm over here still shopping on Amazon, and we hate Jeff Bezos. Like, it's hard. Yeah. It's really hard yeah. to make those And, and that's the economic boycott. Okay, yeah, we're boycotting on the 7th, but on what the 3rd, 4th, 5th, 6th, and 8th, we're going to be all up in there, like, sprinkle, yeah. sprinkle. So why should we be asked to deprive ourselves Ooh. of the things we want or need? Because y'all fucking, y'all being racist. Because we got like, to find a way, we got to find a way to keep making statements. And it, and it always falls back to what I said earlier, where the, bur- the burden is always on us. Yeah, money, and honestly, us. we know money talks, period. Like, they will listen when they start getting hit where it hurts. We can't, you know, do anything like physically, but that that'll make them that'll make them pay attention. Can I say one more thing back to what we were talking about about us like not being our ancestors and about the fact that we will fight? That is one hundred percent true. But I think the thing of the difference between black people, we will fight, but we don't have that hate in our heart for white people that they have for us. So a lot of them were trained since two and three and four to shoot a gun and they have 
artilleries of weapons. And if it really came down to like a race war, even though I think if it came down to a race war in this day and age, it wouldn't really just be black against white. I think we do have some true allies. I think it would be yeah. more than that. But I think, you know, we don't account for the amount of hate that they actually have for us. And the fact that they've been passing this down through generation through generation, while we, on the other hand, have been passing down love, love, turn the other cheek. So I think that when you're in a fight against someone who, who hates you to their core, yeah, you got hands, but they got guns, they got, and they've been practicing for decades. Do you know what I mean? So I think it's, it's just a lot to think about. And it's not a lot of trained, you know. We're not we're trained. Not, we're not trained in that sense, like, to fight, like, yeah. in that way. So, yeah. You know, if you ain't really, like, been on the streets out here, like, you really have no idea, like, and the idea of wanting to get my license, like, I don't know, like, what, what have been your thoughts about the photos going around the people with the guns, like, the whole family? They got their guns. They whole family got their guns. So I think, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I think you just can't be like consumed with it. And I think like, I I feel like I, why does any one person need that many guns? I don't know. I've never been a big gun person. So I don't really, I just don't like violence for real, you know, but if it, that's what what I'm trying to say, though. she's saying like, we, we inherently don't want violence. We do want unity. We do want peace. We do want us to all be here together equally. But at this, but it's like, you know, it's yeah. hard to do that. It's, like, so. we'll do what we got to do at the end of the day, but that's not like, you know what I mean? But I think realistically it's, it's going to take, I think it's going to take a revolution, a real, real ugly, long, hard fought revolution for this world to actually change. And I don't think we're ready for that because like I said, we're too comfortable. We have too many nice things. You know what I mean? Like, we don't want to sacrifice like that. That's very true, but we here week one, and we gonna see what happens. And yeah, yeah, really. I just want to close this up by saying, y'all, make sure you're protecting yourselves and your loved ones and your mental space, and unplug when you need to, cry when you need to, call your friends, make contact, unmask if you need to. Okay, <laughs> like, but still wear your mask because we're still fighting COVID out of this bitch. But thank you so much for coming on with us today. Thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate yes, it. Thank, thank you, you for joining. You want to shout out your um your business page, or your personal page, or anything? Yes, it's um I'm everywhere. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Soul Luxurious. S O U L L U X. U R I O U S. I felt like I was in a spelling bee. Not <laughs> over here, like luxurious. Okay. So luxurious. Yeah. All right. You can find us at Sign Me a Podcast on social media, sign me a podcast at gmail.com. Slide in our DMs. Share your thoughts with us about what you're going through and what tips we could be doing to better take care of ourselves. And if you have any recommendations for black therapists, because everybody's virtual now. So really I guess state really doesn't matter. So let us know. Well, it, does. it does because of licensing. It does because right. of licensing. And I actually met a really great therapist in New York who can't treat or meet with me because of that. But I think that would probably change. All right, well, LA and Pittsburgh area only. Um, let us know. Um, I'm at Sydney Poppins too. I'm Cheeky Bobby. And that's another episode of Sign Me Up Podcast signing out.